Now, as we draw closer to Christmas and, uh, and we hang up our headphones for the year, Freya and I, we thought we'd just sit down in the studio and listen back to some of the highlights of the show so far. Some of those golden moments. What do you think about that, Freya? Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. I love looking back on the year. I'll tell you what, seeing it's the, this time of year, I'll go and grab us some mince pies and a cup of, uh, cup of hot tea. You sound like you need it, Freya. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a hot or cold mince pie person? I'm a hot mince pie person. Good, right answer. Cream? Yeah. Ice cream, yeah. Vanilla. Ice cream. Oh, okay. I don't like cream. Well, I'll see what I can rustle up in the, uh, <laughs> in the Hamerville kitchen. Prices of parts are getting very high, and as I said, oil is massively high. It's for 208 litres, I was paying about £250 for a barrel. Now I'm paying £600 for 200 litres, so less oil and more money, and it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous. And uh, how is that going to impact then on your relationship with customers? Are you going to have to pass that cost on? Well, I'd like to, but if you put a price up on customers, the garages down the road don't put their prices up. The customers will go there because it's cheaper. Everyone's trying to save a couple of quid at the moment, and we uh, we'll end up losing business. So you've got to pay more and take less, basically. Is there the chance to go to a different oil supplier? I was just on the email just that second. I've been all morning. I phoned up about six or seven, and I can't get any cheaper. That's the cheapest of the cheap. Do you remember visiting cousins? Yeah, I do. I remember it was the first time we did Vox Pops and we were yeah. kind of traipsing around the yeah. industrial <laughs> parts of Watford trying to find anyone that would talk to us. It seems like a long time ago. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, we did have to come back quite a few times until he was there. Worth it in the end, though. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. There's a shortage on all tyres, everything, pretty much everything, really. Yeah, tyres are a big problem. Main dealerships are one of the hardest things to get parts for. Um, big shortage on main dealers. Yeah, um, aftermarket isn't a- as bad, but it's not good. Are you having to put pass the costs on to them? Oh, we're passing costs on, which you can't sort it all the time. Yeah, we just explain though, they are noticing it. We get questions on it all the time. Yeah. We it, and they're, they're okay with it. Once we explain properly, they understand. Do you say that shortages are the biggest problem you're facing right now? Yeah, yes, yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is the only problem, really. For because the problem is, the because there's shortage on parts, when we've got cars stuck on the ramp, there's one ramp out of action until we get those parts in, so it does cause us... I mean, we're lucky we've got eight rams, but there's a lot of garages out there with one or two rams. So we've just come out of Fairway's garage, and uh, we've just been told by a passerby on the street that there should be a garage just up the road here. We, we haven't come far. And there it is, I see it now. Okay. Pull in here and we'll take a wander in and see what they have to say about the shortages of parts. Hi, good afternoon. My name is uh, Dorian Lionel. I'm working for Alfama Motors. Run, basically, I'm running this business. I'm the owner of this garage. And have you had any issue getting parts in recently? Yeah, it's up and down, to be honest. On kind of this business, what we're doing is up and down, to be honest. Price definitely will there's been an increase major 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 um, increase on the parts our uh, supplier they have a, a big price than the dealer quite big and we keep telling this and they say they have all of this situation this method will be sold out but never happened the best thing about this podcast has been finding garages to go and speak to and just like popping in unannounced yeah um, i found yeah, well, not just you, uh, everyone who's been um, listening to it and everyone who's been kind enough to give us feedback so far um, have all said the same thing. That what they love about the podcast is that we get into garages, we we get the voice of the garage out there. So, yeah, we're definitely going to carry on more of that in the new year, that's for sure. 
to start with, you've got a building, so you have to pay rent, rates, water bills, electric bills, maintenance on all the plant and machinery. Yeah, it just doesn't end, and everything's going up all the time. So we haven't put our prices really up labour-wise, but the parts just go up and up. So obviously it has to be offset onto customers. And in terms of the labour and that side of it, do you have to take into account things like training and the experience of the staff? Years and years of experience you're paying. If you're a doctor, you do so many years training. If you're a mechanic, you do so many years training. Solicitors, we don't charge anywhere near like a solicitor or a doctor, but we're still mending cars. Obviously, main dealers, they have to charge that much more because they're big and their expenses are more than ours, but nothing we're fair, really, what it is. Do you think, if anything, you should actually be charging more? None of us are driving around Bentleys, yeah. Should they be charging more? They should understand how much their costs are to deliver the kind of work that they intend to deliver to meet the expectation of the customer. And that needs to be a very pricing process so that if they are called to task, they can explain that pricing structure and how they came to the price they gave. This is John from the IGA. Uh, And what a good point he made about understanding your costs. Yeah, I agree. The first thing to do is have a really clear view on how much existing costs you. How much are your costs? Because it's really difficult to work out your labour rate if you don't understand how much an hour costs you. And at the Independent Garage Association, we actually have available to our members a labour rate calculator, which when I was back in the garage, I made full use of that. It was quite an eye-opener. An hour cost me more than I thought it did. So that's the first thing. Have a really structured view on how much it costs you to exist. The other thing is to have a clear view on what profit margin you intend to put on your parts. Because if you are ever challenged, it is good to understand how you got to the price you got to. And it makes you consistent. Would I be right in saying that you were working on cars before you could actually drive one? Yes. Yeah, I started working on cars about three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all my friends, there's only me and one other person that can actually drive. Designated driver and designates a car repairer. Yeah. Where did you go to college then, Tom? I went to the College of West Anglia in Kingsland. All right, okay. But I didn't start doing motor vehicles there. I started off doing uniform services. I did originally want to be a detective, actually. Mm. I wanted to work in homicide. But then I got my first motorbike and I fell in love with that. So what age are we talking here, Tom? I got my first one at 16. All right. Let's say motorbike, it was a moped. Then I got my first actual motorcycle at 17. I got a 125. Mm. And that's when I started doing motor vehicles at college. I started off doing level one, went through level two, but level two I was hardly ever at college because of COVID. Of course. Yeah. Through work experience in level one, I got myself a part-time job at a garage. And then over lockdown, I was working full-time there. Okay. Yep. I, was, I never had a day off really. But unfortunately, I lost that job. Because of COVID, we couldn't get enough business in, so they couldn't afford to keep me on. Uh, this was down in Brands Hatch, actually. This was, uh, I had a good laugh with, with Tom, who's uh, the newly qualified technician. Yeah, it definitely sounded like you did. I myself, massive petrol head. And when I say massive petrol head, I actually drive a dragster at Santa Pod. I've got a hill climb car. I sponsor a touring car. I'm hugely into it, just to prove the point. But... I realise that we have to accept these changes now and start to plan and look at the future of our workshops now and into the future. 
So your skin isn't crawling and surrounded by batteries? Absolutely not. So it's a real mixture of feelings for me. I think internal combustion engines, particularly petrol engines and other engines, are going to be more about motorsport, to be perfectly honest with you. And long may drag racing continue. I knew, and I think you'll agree with me on this one, Freya, but I knew from the, the very moment the idea of the podcast was mentioned to me that I wanted to get Andy Brooke involved. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he's... Um, He's, he's such a clever guy. He's, he's very interesting. He's, he's got something to say on everything. I ended up jumping from a B7 RS4 into a BMW i8. And the i8, one thing, it'd leave the RS4 dead. doesn't sound quite as good. Got to admit, the V8 bubble's not there. But it's certainly doing 70 mpg against the 17 mpg, which I had. So saying that it's not all about money, we're currently sat in 2022 when fuel prices have gone absolutely through the roof. So it certainly is a little bit to do with money. Hi everyone, I'm Tom Hemmond, the editor of PMM's sis publication, Professional Motor Factor. Naturally, there is some crossover in terms of topics within both publications. Recruiting good people is a challenge at the moment. There's no one that's finding it easy to recruit people at any level. And we employ over two and a half thousand people. So you get retirements, natural churn, expansions businesses change so we're constantly- and we'll cap it off there with our good friend tom henman who i'm i'm super glad is now a regular fixture of the podcast aren't you freya yeah very very glad he 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 adds a lot to the podcast for sure yeah it's, it's i think it's a really interesting uh, really interesting angle well i don't think we've got much time for anything else other than to say merry, merry christmas, christmas. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all our guests over the past seven months uh, thanks to the whole team for making it happen each month And uh, thank you for listening. Have a lovely Christmas, all of you, and we'll see you in February. Bye. Bye.